Welcome to Time of Restoration broadcast. We are so happy that you have tuned in and pray that something will be said to bless you, encourage your heart, lift your spirit, and increase your faith. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. For this is the day that the Lord hath made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in this day. This is a day that I have magnified the Lord. I have prayed to him. I have read his word, and I've just I've had sweet communion with Father God. We thank God because of his master's master plan of redemption. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. By way of an announcement, on this Friday, December the 22nd at 7 p.m., we are having our quarterly evangelistic service. We want you to come out and be blessed. We know you will not leave the same way you came. We are believing God for miracles, for salvation, for healings and deliverances. So we just want you to just invite friend. Who is friend? Your friend or your friends, your relatives, associates, and neighbors. And some of the members even says, and include your enemies as well. So we want to invite you out to that evangelistic service, and I know that you will be blessed. It's the end of the year, and so many things have gone on in people's lives this year. People have had ups and they've had downs. Some people have not known which, which way to turn because of the things that they are facing and confronting. And so many times people are going through stuff without Jesus. I, I just cannot fathom how a person can make it without Jesus. They're, they're just existing. Because even as a believer, we go through hard times and rough times. But we know that when we're going through, our Savior promised never to leave us. And as our assistant pastor preached uh, last Sunday that God sees, he knows, he hears. And not only that, God says, I will never leave you. You might feel lonely, but you are never alone. And we just thank God. This is a evangelistic service. I invited someone to the, uh, uh, I was at the bank and I invited a young lady to the evangelistic service. And she said, what is an evangelistic service? I had to explain to her what type of service that was. And people today need to be warned of the wrath to come so they will not have to face the wrath of God. This is a whole new generation, a whole new almost approach we have to use to even witness. But we know we are standing on God's word. We are standing on his word. And so tonight I'm going to be reading two scriptures uh, before I go into prayer. The first scripture that I'm going to be reading is in Isaiah chapter 7. And you know, Isaiah was a prophet that prophesied Jesus' birth 700 years before it was manifested. And in Isaiah 
chapter 7, verse 14, the scripture says, Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel, meaning God with us. So God is with us at all times. Even if when you're out there in your backslidden state, God is with you. He's just waiting for you to, to repent, confess your sins, ask the Lord to restore unto you the joy of your salvation, of his salvation on your life, and come home. Also, I'm going to go to Isaiah chapter 9. And chapter 9, it goes on to say, said, For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And it says, of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end unto the throne of David. And upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth, even forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Another scripture I want to read is Psalms 22. And I'm going to go to Psalms 22, verse 10. And verse 10 states, um, Psalms 22 and 10. And it reads, I was cast upon thee from the womb. Thou art my God from my mother's belly. <laughs> For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. God manifested in the flesh. God incarnate. Yes, Jesus came and dwelt among us, and he was full of grace and truth. So we just thank God for those scriptures that are they were prophesied about the coming of Jesus. And we know that when he comes back to rule and reign, he is going to reign on this earth. He's going to be king of kings. He's going to be lord of lords. And there will be no sin. No sin. Can you imagine living life without sin? So we just thank God for those scriptures. And I'm going to be going to the Bone of grace for prayer. Father God, I ask for forgiveness for anything I might have done out of your will, Lord, that would hinder this prayer. I thank you, Father God, that we are anticipating the celebration of your birth. This is the Advent season where we are just loaded with anticipation. Oh, my God, every day is a day of worship. Every day is Christmas to us, you know, because of the fact that God sent 
his son. And his son gave his life. God, I thank you for the fact that the veil has been rented from top to bottom. We have access to enter in or without any form or function. And we are commanded to come in, not with timidity, but with boldness. And for that, Lord, I am grateful. I am thankful for your master plan of redemption. I am thankful, oh God, that we don't have to have the high priest to go into the most holy of holies on our behalf, but we can come in on our own behalf because of the blood that was shed on Calvary's cross. And Lord, we just thank you tonight. We are lifting up leaders of nations all over the world, God. Leaders of nations. Oh God, we are praying for the peace of Jerusalem. God, we are praying for our president. We are praying for local mayors and governors, oh God, in the name of Jesus. God, today I'm praying for pastors in the body of Christ, God, continually to you not, continually to allow pastors not to grow weary and get tired of doing good, because in due season they shall reap if they faint not. God, we are praying for those nations that are at war, the war-tone areas, God. Lord, you see, you know, God. In the name of Jesus. And we are praying, oh God, for, for, for everybody that's involved in the war. Lord, we are praying for the enemies of Israel, oh God, in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we are asking, oh God, that blinded eyes will be open, oh God. Hearts that don't know you, hearts that have not received you, that they would be able to have a heart to receive you. Lord, change hearts and minds and desires. God, we are praying that robbers and rapers and murderers, carjackers, oh God, those that are looting uh, 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 department stores, they will be apprehended. In the name of Jesus, God, we are praying for the homeless, for the drug addict, for the prostitute, for the for the one that's that's hopeless, have no hope. You are that hope. In the name of Jesus, God, I thank you for making known your wonders everywhere. I thank you because victory is in Jesus. Victory is in you. In the name of Jesus, God, we are praying and coming against the spirit of oppression and depression. We are lifting up, oh God, bereaved families everywhere that you would comfort, that you would make whole, that you would just uh, bottle up every tear, God, that will be shed on the uh, for the for those that have lost loved ones, God. Let them realize, God, that they will be forever in their memories. God, we are praying for the elderly. We are praying for first responders. We are coming against the spirit of abortion. And God, we are asking today that you will continually to open up blinded eyes and set men, women, and boys and girls free. We are coming against sex trafficking. God, we are coming against those perpetrators, God, that they will be exposed and uncovered in the name of Jesus. God, we just thank you for saving souls, oh God, from the gutter to the utmost. Oh God, because you're able to do exceeding abundantly above that we would even ask or think. If we can imagine it, God, you can do it. And so, God, we just thank you. We are praying that your will be done, your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name, we are praying for those that are on our prayer list, God. We are praying, oh God, for every prayer request. God, we are praying for uh, 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 those that need salvation, those that need healing, those that need deliverance, God. We are asking that you would touch with your mighty 
hand. We are praying for our children. I'm praying for my children, the saints' children, and our grandchildren and our great-grands. And we are thanking you that they will not die and go to hell, but they will love you and serve you in Jesus' name. God, let the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart be acceptable in that sight. O oh Lord, my strength, my redeemer, in Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. Hallelujah. Well, Christmas is coming up, and I'm going to be wishing each of you a Merry Christmas, and as well as a Happy New Year. But uh, today we're going to veer away from my teaching, the matters of the heart, and we're going to just read the story of Jesus' birth. We're going to be reading from Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 20, and I'm going to be reading from the English Standard Version. And it starts in verse 2. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration where Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the end. And it's so ironic because Micah had prophesied that Jesus would be born in Bethlehem. And God saw fit and found the way for them to have to go back to Bethlehem to register for the census in order for that fulfillment of that prophecy to come to pass. I tell you, when God called you, he knows what to do to bring it to pass. You know, our inadequacy is his adequacy. Our insufficiency is his sufficiency. We cannot do anything of ourselves. We have to totally put our trust in almighty God. Now, the shepherds and the angels. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. And you will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly 
there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered and what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. You see, when you think about Evangelists, I would say the shepherds were the first evangelists. <laughs> they were the first. And when they came to see Jesus, he was not a baby. He was a toddler. He was, he was about, I guess, two years old or more, they would say. And can you imagine? I had just read an article last week <laughs> that I had sent. Um, my uh, granddaughter to read because I, I thought about her with her grandson, S.J., had active, you know, her, her, her boys are, and especially S.J. And can you imagine how the, 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 the shepherds, can you imagine them uh, greeting and worshiping Jesus, a toddler that's into everything? Every time you turn around, you got to be pulling something out of their mouth. Because everything goes into the mouth. They're making a mess or you're cleaning up a mess. Can you imagine? And it was just such a good article. But just think, these shepherds were the first evangelists. And it's just ironic, you know, how um, when these shepherds came and when they went to Herod, <laughs> And Herod wanted to know, well, just let me know where he is when you find them. When you find him, because I want to go and worship him as well. But of course, the Lord spoke to the shepherds in a dream and told them not to go there because he did not mean Jesus any good. And so just to see the manifestation and the fulfillment of all these prophecies. In Luke 2 and 2, it says, uh, Luke 2 and 2 is where they had to register for, for the census. And then Luke 2 and 5 talks about uh, the fact that this is one legally pledged to be married. And verse 5 states, uh, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child, and that is one legally pledged to be married. <laughs> then Luke 2 and 7, 
It says, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the end. So we see here, Luke 2 and 7, that was their guest room. And Luke 2, 14, it says, glory to God in the highest and on earth. Excuse me. And peace among those with whom he is pleased. So Luke 2.14 is the manuscripts, peace, goodwill among men. Excuse me for this call. I've been under the weather with the cold. And I guess this talking and teaching caused my throat to get dry. So I do apologize for that. But I thank God. Thank God for the story of the birth of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Thank God for his master plan to redeem us. God loved us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Don't let this year go out without you asking Jesus to be your Lord, your Savior, your keeper, your master, and your friend. The world needs the Lord. The world needs Jesus. We are nothing without him. But we are everything with him. Hallelujah. He directs our steps. He lives on the inside of us. He talks to us. He walks with us. He tells us we are his own. The Bible says in 1 John, I mean, St. John, verse 12, says, As many of those of us that receive him, to them he has given us the power to become. When you come to Jesus, you're not going to be perfect, but we are striving for perfection. He tells us to be holy because he's holy. But the one thing we know is the more we the more we become, he's given us the authority to become. And the dunamis power and the Holy Ghost that's in us, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead, is the same power that dwells and dwells us, is able to help us and has the authority in it for us to become sons and daughters of the Most High God. So we are thanking God for this Christmas uh, coming. And we are wishing all of you a Merry Christmas. And we hope that this word has blessed you and, and have encouraged your heart. And that you uh, have a desire to draw closer to the Lord. 
closer to him. You know, he seeketh such to worship him. And we want to turn our worries into praise and, and just worship God through the thick, through the valleys, through, through the mountaintops, and in the valleys. Because it's in the valley that we learn and he instructs us. So we thank God for the birth of Jesus Christ. So if you've never accepted Jesus as your personal Savior, I would like to pray this prayer with you. The Bible says in Romans 10, 9 and 10, that if we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, it says we shall be saved. And uh, so if you can just pray this prayer with me, let it come from your heart and not just from your lips. And it says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. But with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So repeat this prayer. Father God, I believe that Jesus died for my sins that I might be saved. Jesus, forgive me of all my sins. Wash me with your blood. Sanctify me. Justify me. Purify me and sanctify me and fill me with your Holy Spirit and write my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. Be my Lord, my Master, my Savior, and my friend. To the backslider, all you need to do, according to 1 John, one and nine. The scripture says that if we confess our sins, he is just and faithful. He, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So all you have to do is confess the sins. Confess the fact that you fell short and missed the mark. And, and ask God to restore unto you the joy of his salvation. Come home because Abba Father is waiting for you. For those that accepted Jesus and that was restored, let someone know. Let your parents know. Let your friends know. Let someone know that you are now a born-again believer and has now embarked upon a new journey. And that journey is a journey as a Christian, a believer of God and his word. 
So whatever you do, always remember to tell someone about Jesus because Jesus is Lord.